And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Here to convince you the reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. But in the battle for the survival of this republic, it's going to be reality and not illusion or delusion that will determine the future. And we're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Want to shoot me an email? The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or... You can leave a voicemail on the vent line at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Out in the warehouse, the trucks kept banging into the dust, not even thinking about stopping. Ah, our frail bodies. We're strapped to the chairs, and our chairs were chained to the desks, and our pleas for justice were ignored, and the unseen But we busted our safe driver's little bitty balls. We charged out into the brick fortress and onto the streets because it's Friday. Oh, man, what a week, what a week. Do you get the feeling sometimes that that, uh, we are living in a reality TV show and and what a reality TV show it is? I got to admit, it uh, it can be uh, draining sometimes, but it is never... Uh, boring the the uh the the continuing saga of the washington establishment in deep state trying to get donald trump is uh is endlessly entertaining and of course this week the president won the latest one yet again the latest chapter in that saga and yesterday uh, the president made two appearances well, one at the National Prayer Breakfast where he had Nancy sitting about four seats away from him. And uh, and he didn't pull any punches despite the fact uh, that all of the, uh, the clergy were there looking on. As everybody knows, my family, our great country, and your president have been put through a terrible ordeal by some very dishonest and corrupt people. They have done everything possible to destroy us and by so doing very badly hurt our nation. They know what they are doing is wrong, but they put themselves far ahead of our great country. Weeks ago and again yesterday, courageous Republican politicians and leaders had the wisdom, fortitude, and strength to do what everyone knows was right. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. 
Well, I wonder who could have been talking about there. I guess he, uh, he was probably talking about Nancy, who was uh, sitting up there uh, looking on and gave the opening prayer for the uh, the prayer breakfast. But he just as easily could have been talking about Mitt Romney, who cited God in his self-righteous vote to uh, to convict the president on this uh, count one of impeachment. The uh, the media yesterday uh, spent the whole day giving Mitt Romney a tongue bath. They uh, they they went from hating Mitt Romney to uh, to declaring him the uh, the most high god of virtue in Washington D.C. But Trump went on uh, to have a uh, sort of a a victory rally at the White House. And uh, he had all of the uh, the people who had worked on his team to deliver this acquittal there. And he had great things to say about uh, Mitch McConnell and uh, his legal team and all of his uh, uh, house um, spokespeople that had, uh, had fanned out across all of the media defending the president. But the president opened it up and he didn't pull any punches there in the White House either. It's the same. Does anybody have those papers? Does anybody have them? Because they're really uh, like that. So I appreciate that. Uh, But some of the people here have been incredible warriors. They're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is a political thing. And every time I say this is unfair, let's go to court. They say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. <laughs> we then- it was all bullshit. Well, that, uh, that didn't sit too well with old Brett Baer over there at Fox News. If I can find this clip. Where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, here we go. Uh, but this was unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, he clearly wanted to get those thoughts out one by one about why he thinks this was all made up. Uh, but he is not regretting anything. And if you look at the acquittal speech after the last impeachment in the United States, Bill Clinton in 1999, uh, it was starkly different than that. And he, uh, Bill Clinton in 99 said, I want to say again to the American people how profoundly sorry I am for what I said and did to trigger all this um, that's a different tone he is saying this is a three years of people going after him can, and, can i just quick i just want to slide in something that critics will say on behalf of the president <laughs> that those two things might not be apples and apples because president clinton actually did lie uh and and I understand i'm just saying the tone yeah, and, and, that, delivery and that is, is actually you know i mean that that is behavior that is punishable punishable by impeachment because of what so i was just pointing well out. he committed perjury bill clinton committed perjury uh, multiple occasions uh and and obstructed justice, not obstructed Congress, but actually destroyed evidence uh, before a court of law. Uh, you could make the argument that uh, what Clinton did didn't rise to the level of removing a duly elected president either, although uh, it was certainly a, uh, immoral what he did uh, with Monica Lewinsky, a young intern in the White House. 
But uh, Trump at his uh, victory rally there in the White House was having none of this, and he wasn't backing off uh, one little bit. He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't saying he's sorry. Um, Donald Trump doesn't uh, doesn't play uh, BS games. He calls BS when he sees it, and uh, and he's going right at the people who have have uh, orchestrated this attempted coup and not uh, not pulling his punches one little I've bit. Said they're lousy politicians, but they do two things. They're vicious and mean. Vicious. These people are vicious. Adam Schiff is a vicious, horrible person. Nancy Pelosi is a horrible person. And she wanted to impeach a long time ago when she said, I pray for the president. I pray for the president. She doesn't pray. She may pray, but she prays for the opposite. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know how we're going to move forward because the president of, and the uh, the speaker of the House of Representatives, at least for the next year, uh, hate each other. They hate each other. They can't stand the sight of each other, and they need to work together to uh, to advance the interests of the American people. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi is going to be interested in in doing anything on infrastructure, prescription drugs, or or definitely not the border. But um, they're not on speaking terms, and I don't think they're liable to be anytime soon. So they probably need to appoint intermediaries uh, to to deal with each other and uh, and try to get something done in this last uh, this last year before the election. Nancy Pelosi is uh, is still out there saying that um, despite the fact that the Democrats didn't even come close to removing the president. That it doesn't count. Do you think that President Trump will be chastened and understand that he's got a Congress watching him? Or will he be emboldened because the Senate will have acquitted him? Well, he will not be acquitted. You cannot be acquitted if you don't have a trial. And you don't have a trial if you don't have witnesses and documentation and, and that. I- that was actually an older clip before the uh, the vote to acquit. But she's still out there saying the same thing and all of... You know the Democrats are very good at all getting on the same page as far as their talking points, and that's what they they're doing. They wrote out, you know, and and uh, use the media's uh, uh, platform to say that despite the fact that they fell, you know, over twenty votes short of removing the president, that he has not been impeached or that he has not been acquitted, that he will be forever impeached. That is such a disgusting tactic. These people really are horrible people. Pelosi and the Democrats saying this, you know, this line, Trump will be forever impeached. is like if you were char- charged with a crime and the jury acquitted you, the prosecutor run into the microphone and saying, well, he will be forever indicted. No, you're not forever indicted. You're not forever impeached. Once you've been found not guilty, you are exonerated. This is America. You're innocent unless you're proven guilty. And the Democrats fell far short of that standard. Oh, Chris Wallace over there at Fox News had to admit the obvious. 
you know, there was a there was a gravity to it. You know, we knew what the result was going to be. But to hear the senators getting up, not saying A's and nays, but saying guilty or not guilty as to whether or not the president of the United States should be removed from office. It, it's a pretty dramatic and grave moment. And uh, as far as the political impact, I think you'd have to say that Donald Trump is better off now than he was uh, when this impeachment process began. Well, there's no doubt about that. He's much better off. Uh, his his poll numbers are um, the highest they've ever been. When he was uh, when he won the election back in 2016, he was polling at about 35 percent approval rating. He's up to 50 percent now, and that's in the Gallup poll that over overweights Democrats. So his real numbers are probably in the mid 50s, approaching 60. And that's for one reason: the people uh, people in this country, most of who don't pay attention to the psychodrama that uh, the Democrats have put on are very satisfied with the economy and very satisfied with life in general. There was a a poll that came out yesterday that said that 90% of people in America are satisfied with their lives. That is the highest in uh, the history of, of polling. More people are satisfied with their lives right now than ever before in this country, at least as far as polling goes. So you can see why the Democrats are are freaked out. They don't have any candidates. They don't have any policies. The people are satisfied with this president. And, uh, and many of the Democrats are, uh, are telling Nancy Pelosi that, you know, it's time to drop this. You've got the old, uh, toad Jerry Nadler and, and bug-eyed a golem Schiff out there saying, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue to grind this ax. Terry Moran over there at ABC news uh, says many of the Democrats are saying it's time to move on. Many Democrats are demoralized, uh, but some are vowing to continue the investigations. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler says he is going to subpoena John Bolton, President Trump's former national security advisor, see what he has to say. But, uh, Robin, I have to tell you, there are other Democrats saying enough is enough. Let's look towards the election. Many are saying that. Okay. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> they better figure out a way to get something done. They better uh, get uh, figure out a way to give something to these freshmen uh House members who won, Democrat House members who won in in red districts, something to go back and brag about. Otherwise, uh, they're going to get destroyed in this uh, 2020 election when there will be uh, a Donald Trump's coattails to ride on. I played a long clip from Mitch McConnell yesterday. It was 10 minutes. It was his speech <clears throat> ahead of the... Uh, the vote to acquit. And uh, after the vote to acquit, Mitch McConnell was asked, what lesson uh, do you think that the Democrats could draw from all of this? I think the message there is don't do partisan impeachment, which remembers what the what the speaker said. And she was initially correct about it, what she said sometime back. Uh, we don't want this to become routine. All of us looked at a number of of things the founders said when they put impeachment in the Constitution. And they really were concerned about it becoming a kind of routine effort based on policy differences or personality differences. Sound familiar? 
I mean, the main thing that drove Andrew Johnson's impeachment was they just didn't like him. Sound familiar? So Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have uh, have taken their party uh, down this this dead end of impeachment and they're, uh, to mix metaphors, right on the precipice of marching their majority in the House of Representatives right off the plank. Because Donald Trump has apparently driven these people crazy. He had Nancy Pelosi this week, you know, standing up and ripping up the President of the United States State of the Union speech. A premeditated uh, stunt. She was caught on video during the speech down below the desk, pre-ripping the uh, the speech. So I guess she she wouldn't get caught out not being able to tear all of the pages. She was she was experimenting on how many pages she could rip at one time. It ended up ended up being four stacks. But it was sort of a a perfect metaphor for what she's been doing. You know, she's been operating under the table, trying to do anything to undermine and stop this president. They're triggered. The Democrat Party is triggered, and Donald Trump just continues to, uh, to, to trigger them to the point where, you know, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Frank Luntz, uh, a pollster who operates these um, – <clears throat> These kind of uh, uh, feedback things, where he he gives a gets a focus group to watch, and he had them watch the State of the Union, and uh, turns out that they liked it. Not only the Republicans liked it, but uh, the independents liked it, and so did some of the Democrats. You are a left-leaning newspaper, Donald Trump. This morning. Everybody hated the speech. If you are right-leaning newspapers, a brilliant speech. Our group actually thought that Donald Trump was not uh, inappropriate. They did not think that he was overly partisan. They thought it was a campaign speech for 2020, which obviously it was. But I'm afraid that the people who report the news are actually missing what the voters themselves are saying. We had two undecided voters. They moved towards Trump after the speech was done. Hey, let me get in a quick commercial, and then we'll come back and wrap up this coverage on uh, on this week's impeachment issues. Stick with me. I'll be right back. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me, and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. That's 800-957-6209. 
Well, I need to save that number for tomorrow morning because after this week, uh, I'm probably going to overindulge a little bit myself. So, you know, I started out talking about the, sometimes it feels like we're living in a reality TV show and, and I, I, I get the feeling sometimes that this whole thing is scripted because you almost could not put it together as a more compelling reality TV show if you were trying. And, you know, I wonder sometimes if, if Donald Trump isn't doing this on purpose, if he's not triggering the Democrats in order to, to drive them over the cliff on purpose. Because at that State of the Union address and and frank luntz's uh focus group was the perfect example of it donald trump is talking directly to the american people and it is driving the democrats crazy and i think it's because donald trump has identified uh, the fact that the democrat party is no longer a pro-american political organization they are there to uh, try to subvert America, at, at least in its traditional form. You know, I, I often say that uh, Donald Trump is sort of one of these black swans. He, he is somebody that has come up along at a, a very uh, particular time in history that sort of like uh, General Patton, you know, nobody liked Patton either. His fellow generals hated him. Um, well, I guess his troops loved him because he didn't he didn't uh, take losing. And I guess we're sort of like uh, Patton's troops. The rest of the power structure hated Patton. The rest of the power structure hate Donald Trump. But he keeps winning, and. There's no doubt if you watch the uh, the issues that he's winning on, he's doing it for the American people and for this nation. You can't really uh, question his uh, his motivations are America first. And I think uh, come 2020, the election, come November, that a lot of people, even those that don't like him, are going to say, you know, He's not somebody that I would uh, I would want to go out and have drinks with, but he is exactly the kind of guy I would want at a table protecting my interests. Oh, Pete uh, Hug- Hegstreth, I can't pronounce his name, over there on Fox was uh, after the State of the Union. No, this was a- actually after the uh, vote to acquit was in a diner somewhere and talked to a lady uh, about whether or not uh, how, or how she felt about Trump. To the president and his speech and how he's doing. I think he's doing fine. I think that we need to put a cape on his back, an S on his chest, and call him Superman. Because- <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Fantastic. Man, what- Wait a minute. No mortal man could take what he has took for the last three years and, right. and right. do what he has done, what he said he would do. Yep. And he's still doing it. Well said, ma'am. No mortal man could take what he has took 
for the last three years. There is no doubt about that. Uh, Donald Trump has been a warrior for the Republican Party that he has transformed into a populist, nationalist, workers' party for the America First movement that wants jobs, opportunities, freedoms, and a return to a, a, a more traditional American agenda. The Democrats hate it. And they hate him, not because they think that he is uh, uh, not effective, but uh, but because he is. We've got to run out to a break. You're going to hear two messages, and then we'll be right back. And we'll talk about Romney and uh, Iowa and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Stick with us right here on right now on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. If you have thyroid eye disease and the pain in the back of your eye is forcing bad words from your mouth, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit treatmyted.com. That's treatmyted.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had been caught on camera like Nancy Pelosi was, um, uh, pre-tearing this State of the Union speech down below the table, setting up this this ending stunt where she could, uh, you know, get some attention? Most people don't know about that because the media haven't made a big deal of it. If a Republican pulled a stunt like that, they would have been uh, disgraced. Everybody in the Republican Party would have been required to disavow and and uh, and abandon the president. And uh, and Nancy Pelosi uh, gets away with it. And yesterday she had a uh, sort of a counter uh, press conference against Donald Trump, and she was asked about her stunt. Did you often counsel your members to be dignified in their response yes. to take the high ground? Did you step on that message by tearing up? No, I did not. Union? No, I did not. I tore up a manifesto of mistruths. It's very hard for us to get you to talk about the issues that we are working on, uh, HR3, infrastructure and the rest. He misrepresented all of that was necessary to get the attention of the American people to say this is not true and this is how it affects you. And I don't need any lessons from anybody, especially the President of the United States, about dignity. Dignity. I don't need any lessons from the President of the United States about dignity. Maybe you do. Maybe you need to uh, to put down the bottle and get back to work. She's talking about the Democrats' agenda in the House of Representatives. The pro- only problem is they're they're only passing bills uh, 
um, show bills with no prospect at all of ever um, getting through the Senate, much less to the president's desk. And in order to, to advance any legislation and divided government, you've got to be willing to compromise. And the Democrats have no intentions whatsoever of compromising. It's, it's widely believed now that the whole purpose of this impeachment effort was to try to embarrass the senators so that the, uh, the, the Democrats could take back the Senate. Because I think at this point they're probably resigned to the fact that they're not going to win the presidency. And maybe if they had the House and the Senate, uh, they could either stop the America First agenda or force this president to bend him to their will. But yesterday, the uh, the media spent uh, spent most of the day um, just salivating over their new hero, Pierre Delecto, Mitt Romney, and. Um, he was he was asked by uh, by Fox News Chris Wallace what the hell were you thinking? You realize this is war. Donald Trump will never forgive you for this. There's a uh, there's a hymn that is uh, sung in my church. It's an old Protestant hymn, which is uh, "Do what is right, let the consequence follow." Uh, I know in my heart that I'm doing what's right. Yeah, you know in your heart that's doing what's right. Well, guess what. You know, if you're in a foxhole and you're fighting the enemy and the enemy is, uh, has, has got you outgunned, they've got, you know, uh, tanks and artillery, the last thing you want in your foxhole with you is somebody that you can't be count on. The last thing you want is somebody that sympathizes with the enemy. And this, this whole effort by the Democrats wasn't about doing what's right. They knew that the president asking about Joe Biden's corruption in the Ukraine wasn't impeachable, but Romney saw an opportunity for, you know, to, to carry on with this moral preening and he jumped on it. And it's very instructive that Romney was the Republican nominee in 2012. And of course, John McCain was the Republican nominee in 2008. So the last two GOP nominees for president of the United States, both of which went down in flames, were absolutely torched by the mainstream media who claimed, you know, at every opportunity to use them that, um, you know, they were their example of what a good Republican ought to be. The last two candidates for the Republican Party for president have both Ben Cucks, who who bow down to their media masters in order to try to get good headlines out of the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the the uh, the cable news channels over there on Morning Joe. You had uh, Mike Barnacle saying things like this. But the big thing yesterday, Lebo, in watching and listening intently uh, to Mitt Romney on the floor of the United States Senate was the impact that has always been there on him, no matter what he was doing, whether it was in business or in politics, on his faith, his family, and his father. His, in business or politics, faith, family, and father, huh? 
business, Mitt Romney pioneered the the uh, private equity practice of vulture capitalism that basically sold out American workers, stole their pensions, shipped their jobs overseas. Faith, family, and father, my butt. But uh, but if he's doing, you know, uh, the the work of the Democrats, then the media love him. And not not only the opinion people, but the straight news reporters uh, are putting forward this line as well. The thought has been that he's a, just a good, decent person deep down with, inside. And I had thought from the minute that the senators took the oath and watching the senators take the oath, that swearing an oath before God for Mitt Romney is like unlocking his superpower. I mean, there is no one in that chamber who is going to take that oath more seriously and more personally. Really? <laughs> Mitt Romney did it for God because God would not approve of Donald Trump asking about Joe Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. And you had the thoroughly loathsome little toad, George Conway. Why Kellyanne Conway, the lovely Kellyanne Conway is married to this toad is a continuing puzzle to me. I can't figure it out to save my life. Can't imagine what he has got that that I, I'm not seeing. He is out there on TV purposely embarrassing his wife and undermining her on a regular basis. But now he feels um, qualified to, uh, to, to praise Mitt Romney's virtue. On this sad day, Senator Romney's speech and Senator Romney's position, his vote, is nothing short of inspiring to me. Oh, George Conway is inspired by Mitt Romney. Now, if you're going to buy this line, you got to you got to buy into the line, the Democrat line that all of the other senators are corrupt and ungodly and cynical, and all of the Democrats. They are virtuous and good. And Mitt Romney came over from the dark side and joined our virtuous Democrats in order to stab this president in the back. These are the same people who used to think that Mitt Romney was a crypto Klansman when he was running against their chosen one, Barack Obama. They, they skewered him endlessly. The same, they did the same thing with John McCain. You know, when you come over to our side, you're virtuous and good and godly. When you run for president against one of our uh, candidates, you must be destroyed. This is exactly how we ended up with Donald Trump. The, uh, the Republican voters got sick of this. I think, uh, you know, one of the things I was I was thinking about watching the Democrats meltdown this week is we're going to have to prepare ourselves for a time without Donald Trump because, like that lady said, that that called Trump Superman. Trump is a, a unique individual. He is a once in a lifetime public figure, and yes, he is teaching the Republican Party how to fight and how to win. But as she said, I don't know of any other mortal that could have taken this kind of 
attacks for three years straight and come through it and not only survived, but continued to move the ball down the field. And God help us if these Marxist Democrats that are ascendant in the Democrat Party ever get power. we got to prepare ourselves for a time when the government of this uh, nation will be actively trying to destroy this nation. Stick with us. We'll be right back, and then we'll take a look at the Democrat race right here on Right Now. Mojo. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241-800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. So the same party that wants to take over your health care cannot run a simple app to count what turned out to be about 170,000 votes. Now, this is just a counting app. You know, you take uh, 170,000 votes and you put them into columns. It's a reporting vote. And it melted down. These are the same people who think that they can, they can take over all the intricacies of providing a very complicated public health system for everybody uh, better than the private sector. And we finally, what were the Iowa caucuses? Tuesday, uh, late last night, we finally got the full reporting, and it turns out that Bernie Sanders got more votes than Pete Butthead. Took him all of this time to count 170,000 votes. And lo and behold, the, the Marxist candidate got the most votes in, in this modern Democrat party. And immediately, uh, old Tom Perez, the chairman of the Democrat National Committee, who trotted out to try to uh, head that off once the vote was complete and demand that they, uh, they have a recount. They're determined to, to keep you know, Bernie Sanders from declaring victory in Iowa. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't want the Democrat Party to be taken over by Marxists, but if they are going to be Marxists, and I think they are, I want everybody to know about it. If, if this Democrat Party is going to, uh, to, to you know, be driven by Bernie Sanders and AOC and Rashida Tlaib, if they're going to, uh, you know, be the real ideological force behind the party while 
uh, crazy Nancy is the face of the party. I want everybody to realize just exactly what the Democrat Party has become. And uh, and this app has is has got to be driving the Bernie Bros crazy because it is coming out that the the app that the Democrat Party put together to count these hundred and seventy thousand votes that couldn't manage to get it done was developed and funded by none other than Pete Butthead, his wife. Uh, actually, the the it's the chairman of uh, Pete Butthead's campaign's wife, who has a financial stake in the the company Shadow that developed this app. I, I'm not saying it very well, but Trish Regan over there at Fox Business reports. Mayor Pete, the supposed winner of Iowa, his senior campaign advisor helped hire his own wife's company. To count his own candidates' votes. Yeah. Conflict of interest much? I mean, it's almost like in Venezuela when Hugo Chavez owned the voting machines, for goodness sakes. Her company owns Shadow, Inc. Shadow, Inc. counted the votes. Her husband's candidate won. And the conflict gets even worse. According to the Associated Press, Buttigieg's campaign gave $42,500 to Shadow, Inc. Again, remember, Mayor Pete's advisor's wife runs the company. Now, this was all ahead of collecting the Iowa votes. Now, I just ask, what is wrong with these people? I mean, did no one at the DNC bother to ask Shadow, hey, have you been paid by any of the campaigns before using them? Are, Are there... Any conflicts of interest, perhaps, that we should be aware of? Like, you know, does your wife own the company? (laughs) As in, do you have an ownership stake in these companies? The Buttigieg advisor is married to the woman who partly owns Shadow. This is so messed up. They're married, Uh, therefore, well, I guess he kind of, if she has any equity in the company, he kind of owns the company, too. I mean, well, yeah, she owns the company. uh, And you got the senior campaign advisor for uh, Buttigieg, his wife owns the company that melted down, that delayed these results that Bernie Sanders ended up winning. And then the, the DNC rides in and says, Oh, we got a recount. Don't announce that. Every time you have one of these snafus, it always cuts against Bernie Sanders and the Bernie bros who, we have covered are, are quite prone to violence and are promising to burn down Milwaukee if they steal it from Bernie again are paying close attention to all of this. And, uh, and yeah, I really hate it for them. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the shadow knows. The shadow do. So the Democrats have rolled into New Hampshire. It's going to be interesting to see if Bernie Sanders, who's leading there, uh, wins again, how they're going to try to take it from him there. But, uh, it, you know, their, their chosen savior for the Democrat establishment is Joe Biden. He finished fourth in Iowa, and he is polling fourth 
in Iowa, uh, in uh, New Hampshire, and he had no events scheduled in uh, in New Hampshire. None yesterday, and we've got a uh, we've got a Democrat, uh, another Democrat debate scheduled for tonight. It's going to be interesting to see if they let Minnie Mike on the stage. By the way, Minnie Mike has spent two hundred million dollars so far um, on his campaign, which consists largely of TV ads. He netted a grand total of 20 votes out of Iowa. So what is that? Uh, $10 million a vote? (laughs) Maybe Minnie Mike is not uh, really uh, understanding how this whole thing works. But it's going to be interesting to see if they let him on that campaign stage tonight. After um, Biden finished fourth in Iowa, Minnie Mike announced that he was going to double his campaign spending, and I think he's shooting for California, which has moved its primary up, where Bernie Sanders has, has got a big lead, and uh, that is going to be uh, you know the firewall that tries to stop commie Bernie. Opeet is in Iowa, and he's taking the gloves off, and, uh, and uh, he's going right at Biden, saying Biden... Uh, doesn't need to be trying to claim credit for what Obama accomplished. But I think uh, the bulk of the credit for the achievements of the Obama administration belong with President Obama. What exactly are those achievements, Mayor Pete? They keep talking about you know how they love the Obama uh, administration. Near as I can tell, the only thing the Obama administration did uh, accomplished was uh, failing to enforce the border <laughs> and at the same time mayor pete is sort of taking the gloves off and going at joe biden because he wants to be the uh you know the uh, uh inherit the mantle of the establishment's candidate you got old joe biden out there saying things like this what we have to do is we have to make sure make it clear to to vladimir putin By the way, you know, uh, Facebook said they're not going to take down ads even if they're true. Well, guess what? Facebook's not going to take down ads even if they're true. He's referring to this campaign that the Democrats have got on to try to um, remove Trump's ads from Facebook because they're so effective. Facebook has sort of become, uh, you know, the go-to format to get at uh, the voters in Trump's demographic, and you got Hillary Clinton and and Biden out there saying, uh, you know, if these ads aren't true, you got to take them down, and we're the ones that get to say what's true and what's not. And then you got Joe Biden out there, you know, while at the same time trying to take advantage or take credit for um, accomplishments, so called, of the Obama administration is promising more of the same. What I say is that we're going to provide significant opportunities. We're going to create 6 million new jobs. For example, if you are, the, the IBW just endorsed me today, the International Brotherhood of Electric Workers, they're going to be affected by moving in the direction of getting to net zero emissions. But every new, every new 
plan we have for infrastructure has to be green. For example, we're going to be able to place 500,000 500,000 charging stations along every new highway we build. We can afford to do that, and it's easy. We're going to own the electric, the electric vehicle market. We're going to create millions of jobs, millions of jobs. We're going to invest, for example, we have a circumstance where we invest more money in new technologies that, in fact, will get us to net zero emissions than we spent sending the man to the moon. These Democrats are dumber than a bag of hammers. What, what do they think is powering... These electric cars, these electric cars are being powered by um, energy uh, station, uh, uh, energy plants, many of which are coal-fired power plants. And I've had an electric car; they're great for running around town. If you uh, if you you have to have a, a car for the highway. But if you have two cars, uh, I would highly recommend having one of them electric for, you know, a grocery getter and uh, uh, picking up the kids and everything. They're they're uh, quick, they're nimble, they're quiet. They have very few, hardly any um, reliability issues. They're great, but they are not uh, some sort of solution for carbon emissions, anything but. But, you know, the Democrat Party is the party of hoaxes now. They don't much care about what's true and what's not. I got to get to this clip. The Democrats are an absolute mess. And I'm hoping that at some point they actually come up uh, with a, a, a nominee ahead of their convention so Trump can focus his sights on it. But it... it the way it's shaping up, you know, they're going to ride into Milwaukee with nobody having enough delegates to win, and that'll give Minnie Mike the chance to whip out his checkbook and buy the nomination. But as far as the uh, the leaders, Joe Biden and uh, and Bernie Sanders, Peter Schweitzer's uh, new book, Profiles in Corruption, has got the goods on all of them. Come on. Great question. Um, so I have over the years exposed people, Republicans and Democrats, uh, moderates, liberals, conservatives, uh, you know, who engage in corrupt behavior. The reason I believe progressives deserve special attention is because unlike traditional liberals, conservatives or moderates, progressives are all about expanding the size and scope of government. And what history teaches us is when you expand the size and scope of government, you create more opportunities for self-enrichment. And the sort of things that are being called for by Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or even Joe Biden uh, create a fertile ground for self-enrichment. So the profiles in this book... um, People are going to learn things about these individuals, how they have self-enriched, how they've leveraged their positions, how their families have cashed in, in a way that is really unprecedented. And so, to me, corruption's a human problem. It's mm-hmm. not a problem of one group or another. But progressives create fertile ground for greater corruption because they want to expand the size and scope of government. And, and uh, Schweitzer, in his book, catalogs exactly how not only Joe Biden – and his family have enriched themselves because of Biden's position. But 
Bernie Sanders as well. Turns out Bernie Sanders' whole campaign is structured around funneling money back into friends and family. When when he spends these tens of millions of dollars for advertising, he gives them to companies, he gives the contracts to companies owned by his wife, and she takes 15%. You wonder how Bernie Sanders ended up with three mansions? That's how it, that's how it worked. And when Bernie Sanders um, was senator, or as senator, I should say, of Vermont, Bernie Sanders used his, his power to get his wife, Jill, um, the, the presidency of a tiny little college in Burl- Burlington, Vermont, which promptly turned around and gave millions of dollars to put together a woodworking program that was run by Jill's daughter. It wasn't a, an accredited class. They just took uh, money from this college, ran it into bankruptcy, and transferred it to other members of his family. It goes on and on. And Elizabeth Warren uh, has done many of the same types of activities. You wonder how these, uh, these politicians go to Washington and end up being millionaires. There is a business model that, uh, that each of these Democrat possible nominees have engaged in. What a week, what a week. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll turn down the heat in Washington, D.C. next week and we can get on to, uh, to other issues. And if they do, I promise I'll cover them right here on Right Now, and I hope you'll join me then. We got a, a lot of things that didn't, uh, didn't get covered this week uh, with AOC and, uh, and Snoop Dogg and a lot of other stuff. But uh, come back next week right here on Right Now on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. If you have thyroid eye disease and the pain in the back of your eye is forcing bad words from your mouth, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com.